Today, on Commitment to Truth. We have to become men and women who, who truly recognize in our hearts that we don't know when, but guess what? He's coming, so he's coming for me sooner or later. Either one day I will drop dead and be standing in front of the beam of seat of Christ, no matter what my age is, no matter what my health is. Listen, I will one day cease to breathe and will be standing in glory. Therefore, there must be this urgency that I don't know when that's even going to happen. So I don't have time to play around relationally. I don't have time to have spats with my parents or spats with my children or spats with a brother or sister in Christ or a biological brother. I just don't have time. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. If tribulation in politics, and tribulation because of racial tension, and tribulation because of mask or no mask can disrupt the church, what do you think when it really hits? If we're falling out over which president do you like or not like, Right? But do you wear a mask or not wear a mask? I'm not wearing a mask. And we can't even think about just being kind to each other. What do you think when it really begins to be bad? There will be people who will fall away. God, let it not be me. Let it not be us. Matthew chapter 13, verses 40 through 43. uh, This is how Jesus kind of helps in this narrative of the falling away. He sends his angels to clean up the camp. Listen to what he says. So just as the weeds are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send forth his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks and those who commit lawlessness and they will be thrown into he would and will throw them into the furnace of fire in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth then the righteous will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father the one who has an ear, ears let them hear so so just again just to reiterate it's not our job to purge. It's not our job to classify, well, are you a wheat or are you a chaff? It's not a responsibility to say, well, you, 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 you're not really walking with Jesus or you're not for Jesus. It's not our responsibility. No one knows the heart of a man or a woman but Christ and Christ alone. That's why it's his responsibility to send an angel to take care of things that we just, it's, it's over our pay grade. Tribulation leads to death, which leads to hatred. Then there was this, it would cause this great falling away. And then here's the climax, the climax of betrayal. 
This word betrayal in verse 10 means this, to give into the hands of another, to deliver verbally, to be judged, to be condemned. Romans chapter 1, verses 24 through 31, if you could turn there. We won't read all of it just for the sake of time. But this describes with clarity the behavior of mankind. That's happening today and will climax even more. But what I did was I extracted the betrayal part. And, and so if you go to verse 29, you can go back and read the other verses uh, later today. But <clears throat> if you go to verse 29, it says this. People haven't been filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, and evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents, disobedient to parents. Like, like, like skip that, you know. Right? Uh, so... Right. I mean, that I mean, that is weird that the Lord put that in there. I mean, isn't it that just like randomly? Oh, by the way, disobedient to parents without understanding. Listen to this. Untrustworthy. I'm feeling that's what's happening today. People just don't have feelings like why would you say that? Why would you post that? And say that about that person. Why would you treat that person that way? How can you be so, how can, how can you hate another human being like that? I'm feeling numb and unmerciful. All these things. You can, you can say, all right, greed will lead to betrayal. Evil, of course, lead to betrayal. Envy leads to betrayal, right? Murder, act of betrayal, ultimate act of betrayal, right? Strife, another right outcome. Deceit, malice, gossip, betrayal, slander, betrayal. Adventures of evil, betrayal. Believe it or not, a parent will feel betrayed by a child when a child doesn't honor them. All signs of betrayal. But how sh should we respond? What should we do? What should we do? How should we respond? If you could skip now down to Matthew chapter 24, we're going to look at verses 32 through 44. Verse 32 and 33 says this. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. As soon as its branch has become tender and sprouts its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see all these things, there's that term again, right? Recognize that he is near right at the door. What should we do? How should we respond? The first thing is this. Listen, church. We have to recognize that he's near. I mean, and it's weird to even suggest this as a way that we should respond and what we should do. It's because it's almost like so many times the church is oblivious that Jesus is 
like knocking at the door. Like he's there. What are you doing? It's kind of like saying this. You know, a friend says, hey, can you come pick me up? And I'll be there X amount of times. And you're knocking on the door. And the friend says, oh, by the way, I didn't, uh, oh, I didn't know you, you were going to be here at this time. Come on, bro. We agreed to this time. <laughs> it's like an ill regard to the, the person who has committed to give you a ride. In the church, it seems like there's this ill regard to the clear fact that Christ is coming. In other words, it should be creating an urgency in the church. It's like, why does he have to continue to repeat things to you? And it's like, well, I'll get to that. Why? What it communicates is there's no urgency. I don't really believe it's coming. So I'll, I'll get to it, God. Just get, you know, I know what you told me to do, but I'll get to it. We have to become men and women who, who truly recognize in our hearts that no, 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 yeah, we don't know when, but guess what? He's coming, so he's coming for me sooner or later. Either one day I will drop dead and be standing in front of the beam of seat of Christ, no matter what my age is, no matter what my health is. Listen, I will one day cease to breathe and will be standing in glory. Therefore, there must be this urgency that I don't know when that's even going to happen. So I don't have time to play around relationally. I don't have time to have spats with my parents or spats with my children or spats with a brother or sister in Christ or a biological brother. I just don't have time. I don't have time to say, okay, God, I'll get to that area of service that you told me to, to serve in. Well, I'll get to that sooner or later. I'll get to reconciliation sooner or later. Well, I get to being generous sooner or later. No, if he's told you to do it, he's told us to do it. There has to be this understanding that at any moment I could be standing before the beam of seat of Christ. Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Imagine this, all of us, we have missing brothers and sisters yet to be found. We've all gone astray. There are spiritual sons and daughters outside of our own race and culture yet to be birthed by all of us to help assemble His glorious church. But do you believe that it is possible? Can you see it? Can you envision with me a church both locally and worldwide that is so inviting to all from every race and culture that naturally flow out of one's love for a holy God, the racial and cultural divide. You can purchase this book at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message. The word near means this. He is near of place and position. So he is near, if you would, again, uh, uh, contextually in, in space and time, but he's also near in his position. Understand who is coming.
Matter of fact, his position says that he's omnipresent. He's already here. Do I recognize that? Do I recognize his authority? Word near also means of times that are imminent and soon to come to pass. I recognize this. Therefore, there's this urgency. It is guaranteed that Christ is going to return. Therefore, I must be urgent in all of my behavior because all of my behavior, everything I think, everything I say, everything I do will be judged at the beam of seat of Christ. What should we do? How should we respond? Verse 35 says this, 34 and 35. It says, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Recognize he's near, but we must also rely on his eternal word. Listen, everything around us will lie to us. We will lie to ourselves. Our senses will lie to us. Our emotions will trick us. People will lie and deceive, betray, we learned, right? There'll be all kinds of stories. I mean, back up, back up only two years ago. It was so much betrayal, so much confusion, so so much distortion. And if you relied on your senses, your feelings, which are dull in this many times, if you relied on other people's words other than the word of God, it will cause you to go haywire and derail and even defect from the faith. No matter the tribulation, no matter the betrayal, no matter the persecution, no matter who's dying all around you, the word of God must remain the compass. Because many will come to deceive you, the scripture says. The word of God must remain your compass. The word of God just will not cease to exist because in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word, what, dwelt among us. So the word of God was, the word of God was, the word of God is, and the word of God will always be. It will never pass away. The word pass away here in verse 35 says it will never perish. It will not be passed over or by. Do you hear what that? It's saying to you and I, the word of God can never be passed over or never be passed by because it is a standard for living. If you agree with it or not, it is the standard in which by mankind must conduct himself or herself. So you can't just pass by it because it will be the the plumb line in the midst of the people. No matter how much we try to take it away, no matter if you know it or not, it will always be the standard. Where pass away also means this, it will never be neglected nor even omitted. I remember Target said they will will not uh, stock Bibles anymore. 
I don't know if they do or don't with adult Bibles, but I went to Target one day. Guess what I found? A children's Bible. I guess somebody snuck that in. If you go to the depths of the sea, he is there. To the highest heights, he is there. The word of God will lead us, church, like no other resource during the end times. Because the scripture says, church, that the very elect will be deceived. And if you have not been a man or woman who studies to show theirself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, and you're able to rightly divide the word of truth yourself, if you've not hidden the word of God in your heart, if you're not washed your mind with the word of God, you and I will believe anyone or anything. There's nothing inside of us to weigh it against. Recognize he's near. Rely on the eternal word of God. Verse 36 through, 30, uh, through 44 it says, but about that day and hour, no one knows. Listen to what it says and underline this. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but the father alone. So that is so cool that Jesus says, hey, I'm telling you I'm coming back, but I don't even know when I'm coming back. That is so cool that the person who's coming don't even know when he's coming. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day the Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand it till the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. At that time, there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken. One will be left. There will be, uh, th therefore, be on alert. For you do not know which day your Lord is coming. But be sure of this, that if he, the head of the house, had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Can that be a word to the heads of the houses today, specifically men? For this reason, you must be ready as well. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Recognize that he's coming. Rely on the eternal word of God. Last point is that you and I should just be ready. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Be ready. In other words, 
the table of our hearts should always be prepared for his arrival. The word alert in verse 42 means this, to watch, to give strict attention to, to be cautious, to be active. Do you hear that? So it's not you just sitting and you... <laughs> remember Y2K? Some of us are old enough to remember. Y... It's not sitting at home storing up your goods, your canned goods. And... No, 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 no. It's about being active, church. Being alert means to be active. Are you active? It also means to take heed lest some destructive calamity suddenly overtakes one. Right? We never know when something catastrophic is going to happen. We never know with any, when any calamity is going to happen. So there's this responsibility to be alert, to be active, to be engaged, to be moving forward. And so therefore, again, just to challenge you as the church and as individuals again, is that if you are a part of the body of Christ, or you say that you are a son and daughter of the living God, if you say that you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, what are you doing for him? What are you doing for him? And remember, the doing for him is, is, is not exclusive from doing it within the church. Because you are a part of the body and the body needs the parts and the parts is, makes the body whole. Yeah, you can do some other ancillary things outside of the body of Christ. And yeah, you should be in the highways and the byways. You should be doing all those active things. Absolutely. You should be sharing your faith to your neighbors. But what are you doing in the body of Christ? Period. The body of, in the body of Christ, in a local assembly, that's where you flourish. That's where you grow. That's when you help that local body grow and become all it should be. And then the work multiplies exponentially. That's what it does. It's a greater manifestation of the Spirit of God. That's what 1 Corinthians 12 talks about. The working parts of the body helps manifest the Spirit of God. And listen, and it says, and it's for the common good. It's for the good of the person doing it, and it's for the good the person doing it for. Hello, my name is Sarah Vega, and I am the Administrative and Executive Director here at Commitment Church. I hope you've enjoyed today's message by Pastor Cedric Brown. If you didn't know, Pastor Cedric also sends out encouraging videos weekly. We call these the Weekly Wire. We can send these encouraging videos directly to you by subscribing at www.loveallnations.org. Here's an example of the encouragement you'll receive. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cedric with another Weekly Wire. Have you ever felt uh, all alone? Have you ever felt uh, that God was maybe so far away and unreachable? especially during some of the most difficult times of your life. Maybe you really need to hear God and feel God and sense God around you. What is interesting, the psalmist says that the nearness of God is for my good. And I totally agree with that, is that when God is near, 
uh, it just seems to give us a level of comfort, a level of peace, even joy that seems to many times escape us. We hope you enjoyed this sample of our Weekly Wire. Again, to subscribe to your weekly inspiration, refreshment, and encouragement, please visit www.loveallnations.org. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.